You are listening to audio provided by FBC Farwell. To find more resources or to donate to this ministry, please check out fbcfarwell.org. If you have your Bible, I want to invite you to the wonderful book of Joshua. I started out the year reading and studying the book of Joshua. And oh man, uh, to, to use the words of the song we just got through singing, oh my soul, what an incredible book of God. What a gift that God has given us by preserving and providing for us the book of Joshua, that Old Testament book, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, Joshua. I hope you've found your place there, Joshua. This morning I've entitled the message, Living Thankful, One Stone at a Time. Living Thankful, One Stone at a Time. Now, if you know the story of Joshua, you're already jumping ahead, but, but hang on for just a moment before, uh, before you do so. Let me ask you this question. When did we stop praying childlike prayers. When in your life did you stop praying childlike prayers? Have you, you know what I'm talking about? If you've, if you've had children or, uh, or, or um, grandchildren, my grandson's not there yet, but he will be soon and I can't wait for it. But I mean, you remember the prayers, right? Um, Timmy wants to pray and so you, everybody bows their head and you know, you kind of, over-exaggerate everything. Timmy bows his head and, Dear God, thank you for my mommy. Thank you for daddy. Thank you for the forks and the spoons. Dear God, thank you for the napkins. Thank you for my Buzz Lightyear. Thank you for the Xbox I'm going to get for Christmas. Thank you. And, and it goes on, right? And on. And, and at first, it's like really cute. And then after a while, you're hungry. You're like, okay, God understands. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Amen. 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 No, thank you. And it goes on. And it keeps going on, right? We were sitting, um, and you know this called the Holtz. We were having lunch with them one, one day, and um, Josie began to pray. And it was much like that. She clapped her hands together, bowed her head, and she began to thank God for a whole list of things. And when she said amen, a blood-curdling scream came from Shaw. She forgot Shaw in her Thanksgiving prayer. Oh, and he was so broken. He was, he was thankful for the forks and the spoon and the food that we were about to eat. He was thankful for mom and daddy. But he was also thankful for himself and his little sister, or his big sister, didn't say thank you for him. When did we stop praying those prayers? I, I think that maybe we should not stop our children. We should not stop our grandchildren from praying because they are genuinely thankful for each one of those things. 
I wonder have we have we become so have we become so accustomed to those everyday things in life that we have forgotten that God He cares. He's blessed us with them. And so my message this morning, living thankful one stone at a time, I want to I want to share with you why we should look back in time in our lifetime, and remember how God has provided for us and the benefit of doing so. Why it is so important for us to do that. And we're going to find this in this incredible story found in Joshua chapter 4. Joshua chapter 4, turn there with me if you will. Joshua chapter 4, starting in verse 1. This incredible, incredible story in the life of the nation of Israel. They are about to cross over into Jericho, into the crossing over the Jordan River. And, and God is going to provide for this new generation of, of Israelites much like He did the, uh, the people, the nation of Israel as they passed through the Red Sea, but this time as they passed through the Jordan River. It's just an incredible time. Listen to what happens. Joshua chapter 4, after the entire nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord spoke to Joshua, Choose twelve men from the people, one from each tribe, and command them, take twelve stones from this place in the middle of the Jordan where the priests are standing, carry them with you, and set them down at the place where you spend the night. Now remember the story, and we're going to look at it a little bit more here in just a second, Joshua chapter 3, where, where the, the, the Jordan River is a rushing river, and, and, and God is leading through the leader Joshua to lead the people through the river and, uh, and, and into the promised land. He's saying, as you go, grab these one person from each tribe, grab a stone. Verse 4, so Joshua summoned the twelve men he had selected from the Israelites, one man for, for each tribe, and he said to them, go across to the ark of the Lord, your God, in the middle of the Jordan. Each of you lift a stone onto his shoulder, one for each of the Israelite tribes. So he's not talking about, don't, don't go and get a little pebble. I want you to go get one that it's going to take you putting it on your shoulder because I have a big plan for this stone. One that is large, one that is, is easily recognizable, one that, one that will stand out. Verse 6, so that this will be your sign among you in the future when your children ask you, what do these stones mean to you? You should tell them. The water of the Jordan was cut off in front of the ark of the Lord's covenant when it crossed the Jordan. The Jordan's water was cut off. Therefore, these stones will always be a memorial for the Israelites. That is a key phrase. These stones will always be a memorial, a, a, a place of remembering what God has done for us. Verse 8, the Israelites did just as Joshua had commanded them. The twelve men took stones from the middle of the Jordan, one for each of the Israelite tribes, just as the Lord had told Joshua. They carried them to the camp and set them down there. 
Joshua also set up twelve stones in the middle of the Jordan where the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant were standing. The stones are still there today. Father, I pray that You would speak to us this morning through Your powerful Word. And God, I pray that You would help us today and in the days ahead to be reminded of how You have moved in our life. God, would You help us to remember how You have moved in the, in the generations and in generations before us, even those that we read in Scripture, and be reminded of Your power, be reminded of Your faithfulness. Oh God, would You reveal that to us? May we be obedient to give you thanks. It's in your Son's precious and holy name I pray. Amen. I believe that this stone stacking experience that we read about in Joshua chapter 4 is revealing to us how important God believes it is for us to remember what He has done. I don't believe that God wants us to forget the past. Yesterday has meaning for our today. And I, I, know, like, I, I know sometimes we, we look at history and we go, oh, that's just, that's just boring. But listen, it is important for us to know our history. Nations have strength insofar as they recall the experiences of the past. If you're taking notes, write this statement down. People who never look to the past with gratitude will find that the future will be one of progressive thanklessness. Let me say that again. People who never look to the past in gratitude will find that the future will be one of progressive thanklessness. Keeping alive the events and the experiences of our past will assist us in being thankful people for today and the days ahead. And oh, do we need to be thankful people. Oh, God has so blessed us beyond more than what we could ever imagine. I, I put a... a um, uh, a post out on social media yesterday that I just couldn't wait to, uh, to be here with you guys today. And, and we were going to share all that God, we were going to give thanks to, to God for all that He has done. And I, I read that again this morning. I was just checking it and then I thought, man, we would be here like years if we gave thanks for all that God has done. I believe that we would be here days if we was just to go around the sanctuary. Don't, don't get nervous. I'm not going to ask you to do this. But if we were just going to go around the sanctuary and just say, man, just, just stand up and give, give praise to God for something that He has done. Today, maybe even, or, or, or yesterday, or, or five years ago, or, or 50 years ago. It's important that we remember those times. Back to our text. This is a very dramatic Dramatic sequence of events in the life of ancient Israel. It is in the time of their conquest of the promised land. God has said, I have provided this promised land for you. It is all for you and you will have victory in the promised land. And in the third chapter of Joshua, if you want to go ahead and turn there, Joshua chapter 3 verses 
10. In the third chapter, Joshua has begun to give his instructions about crossing the Jordan River and continuing on to this conquest of the new land. And Joshua is very confident. He is, he is incredibly confident that God is going to provide for them. He is going to give them victory. And we can see that in verse 10. Joshua chapter 3, verses 10 through 11. Look at Joshua's confidence. He said, You will know that the living God is among you, and that He will certainly dispossess. He will, he will move out before you the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Parasites, the Gergesites, the Amorites, the Jebusites. When, this is how you will know, when the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of the whole earth goes ahead of you into the Jordan. The, the drama continues. He, he, is, he is confidently telling them that you will know that the God of all creation is with you when this happens. He, he is telling them that, that when the priests step into the water, the water is going to, it is, a, it is a rushing river at this moment. No one would cross it at this moment in time. But God is about to do something. Skip down to verse 15. Joshua chapter 3, verse 15. Now the Jordan overflows its banks throughout the harvest season. But as soon as the priests carrying the ark reached the Jordan, their feet touched the water at its edge, and the water flowing downstream stood still, rising up in a mass that extended as far as Adam, a city next to Zarethan. The water flowing downstream into the city of Arabah, the Dead Sea, was completely cut off and the people crossed opposite Jericho. Now, he's, he, here, here he's giving this, this incredible charge, this, this bold charge, and then he is telling them, as you go through, grab one stone for each of the tribe. And as you pass through the river bottom, one person will grab a large stone in preparation for this memorial that we are going to set up to remind us of God's presence with us, to remind us of God's provisions for us, to remind us of God's deliverance for us, to remind us of God's faithfulness. These memorial stones, these thanksgiving stones, if you will, stood in that stack as a visual reminder for many generations. And story after story after story was told of God's faithfulness. I, I hope that you can recall Thanksgiving stones, reminders of God's faithfulness in your own life. I hope that you, you have that memory. I hope you have that experience. They come in, in many shapes and sizes. They, they don't come to just adults. They come to, come to teenagers. Opportunities for us to be able to think back and remember how God provided for us, how God protected us, how, how God was faithful when we didn't see any possible way that we could get through something. Thanksgiving stones are great reminders of God's goodness 
expressed through the years. And I hope that this season, just this Thanksgiving season, that you will take some time and begin to write down from your very earliest memory of how God showed Himself faithful. From your earliest memory of how God provided for you when you thought there was absolutely no possible way. Oh, I believe if you were to do that, it would pay huge dividends in your life. We're going to see those here in just a moment. The Hebrews, they realized this truth. They often stacked stones to remember God's faithfulness. There's story after story. In Genesis chapter 28, we have, a, we have an account of Jacob's dream. Jacob is laying there and he is, he is dreaming and he, he sees in his dream this ladder that is, that, is, that is let down from heaven and the angels are going back and forth. Back and forth. Out of heaven and into heaven. And in his dream, God is reaffirming His promise that He had made to Abraham. Look on the screen. Genesis chapter 28, verse 13. The Lord was standing there beside him. This is beside Jacob. Saying, I am the Lord, the God of your father, Abraham and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your offspring the land on which you are lying. Your offspring will be like the dust of the earth. Here's just the same, almost word for word for what he had said to Abraham. And you will spread out toward the west, the east, the north, and the south. All the peoples on the earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. Verse 16, when Jacob awoke from his sleep, he said, Surely the Lord is in this place. I did not know it. He was afraid and he said, what an awesome place this is. That, that word afraid is there's a, there's a reverence because God has has showed up to him. What an awesome place this is. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. And notice verse 18. Notice what Jacob does. Early in the morning, Jacob took the stone that was near his head and he set it up as a marker and he poured oil on top of it and he named the place Bethel. Then Jacob made a vow. Verse 20. If God will be with me and watch over me during this journey I'm making, if He provides me with food to eat and clothing to wear, and if I return safely to my father's family, then the Lord will be my God. This stone that I have set up as a marker will be God's house, and I will give to you a tenth of all that you have given me. Oh, listen, Jacob finds a moment in his time where God showed up. God made a promise to him and has provided for him, has strengthened him, has given him courage. And he says, man, I don't want to miss this moment. I want to I set it aside. I want to make a marker so I will never forget it. You fast forward in Joshua's life. Joshua is 110 years old. And he gathers all the tribes of Israel at Shechem. And he delivers a charge to him, to them. Listen to, to Joshua. Several years later, he is still proclaiming the need to have a stone of remembrance. In Joshua chapter 24, near the end of the book, Joshua says this. He gets this, gives them this charge. Get rid of the foreign gods that are among you and turn your hearts to the Lord, the God of Israel. Verse 26 Joshua recorded these things in the book of the law of God. He also took a large stone and he set it 
He set it up there under the oak at the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said to all the people, You see this stone? It will be a witness against us, for it has heard all the words of the Lord has said to us, and it will be a witness against you so that you will not deny your God. Oh, Joshua has, has set up the stones of remembrance as they cross the Jordan River. And then right before Joshua passes away, he sets up another stone. He's saying, get rid of all of your foreign gods. God is the one true God. And this God will, or this stone will be a remembrance of our faithful God. Oh, listen, we ought to have, church family, we ought to have stones, spiritual markers in our life that we're able to look back and remember the faithfulness, the goodness of God. Uh, we could look at story. There's so many stories. We look at the story of Samuel. He set up a stone. He named it Ebenezer, saying it's a memorial of God's faithfulness in helping us. Oh, I hope you have. I hope you have one Thanksgiving stone. One spiritual marker in your life. I hope that you can go back to that moment. Your, your first spiritual marker, your first Thanksgiving stone should be that moment when you surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. And you, you said, yes, I, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. There's no possible way because of my sin. There's no possible way I could spend eternity with God in heaven. Oh, listen, believers, you have one, one Thanksgiving stone, at least one. I believe you probably have hundreds, if not thousands of others, but as a believer, you have one. Oh, listen, I, I, again, I think if you was to take the time and just begin to, to make an account of all the times God has been faithful, all the times God has provided for you, you would be overwhelmed and you would see the beauty of this exercise. Oh, Thanksgiving stones, they have the ability to strengthen us. When, when we can remember, oh God, I don't, know how, I don't know how this situation is going to turn out, but I remember, God, I remember a year ago, I remember five years ago, I remember ten years ago how, how I did, had no clue how something was going to turn out, and it turned out exactly how you wanted it to turn out, and I was for the better of it. Oh, we can go back. And we can remember how God has been faithful and it strengthens us. It gives us courage to face things that we have no idea that we can face. Oh, it gives us courage when we have Thanksgiving stones. It gives us confidence. It gives us peace in the, in the middle of a storm. I think through the, the biblical characters and you think of Peter in the, in, 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 in the boat, the disciples in the boat and, and they're in that storm. Jesus is right there with them. Jesus speaks to the wind and He speaks to the wave and it's calm. How that had to have given them courage in the rest of their days. How it had to have given them peace. Listen, not only do Thanksgiving stones remind us or give us the ability to be strengthened and encouraged and confidence and, and give us peace, but Thanksgiving stones remind us of the people of God the people that God has provided for us. 
to, to walk with us and to, and to help us along the way. Oh God, I can just tell you in my own life, and I believe if you was to take the time, you would find it in your life as well, how God has provided the right person at the right time to get you through a situation. God has provided the right statement at the right time from God's person for you, and it is it has given you strength. Thanksgiving stones give you that ability. Just this past Thursday, I got a phone call from one of my former, former students in my youth ministry. I was telling Logan about it. It was the right call at the right time. It was, it was just God's perfect timing. That was a blessing. And it is a Thanksgiving stone that I can say, Oh God, thank you. Um, as a parent, you know this all too well. Like you're like, oh man, I'm not sure. If I... And then you get that, you get, you're not sure of how you've parented. Then you get that phone call. You remember that time I hated you for not letting me do X, Y, Z? Thank you for not letting me do X, Y, and Z. Oh, Thanksgiving stones. Cicero, the Roman statement. State statesman says this, Gratitude is not only the greatest of virtues, but the parent of all others. Think of all the virtues there are. Gratitude is not only the greatest of virtues, but the parent of all others. So not only do Thanksgiving stones strengthen us, they remind us of God's blessings from the people He has brought into our lives. Let me give you another one. Thanksgiving stones... Give us a strong Christian witness. Turn, turn back to Joshua chapter 4. Joshua chapter 4, verse 21. Man, as, as you're turning there, I just, as you begin, I, I hope that you will, you, will, you will begin to just take an account of the opportunity or the, the times who God has been faithful to you. And I believe that you will really see this. That Thanksgiving stones give us a strong Christian witness. Verse 21, Joshua chapter 4, verse 21. And he said to the Israelites in the future, when your children ask their fathers, what is the meaning of these stones? What, what, is, the, what is the meaning of that relationship. What is the meaning, mom and dad, of, of your commitment to that person? Or your commitment to that church? Or your commitment to that mission? Or your commitment to, to whatever? What is, what is the meaning of these stones? Verse 22, you should tell your children, Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground. They didn't wade across the Jordan rivers just like the Red Sea. Verse 23, For the Lord your God dried up the water of the Jordan before you until you had crossed over just as the Lord your God did at the Red Sea, which He dried up before us until we had crossed over. Verse 24, This is so that all the peoples of the earth may know that the Lord's hand is strong. There's the testimony. There's the Christian witness. So that all the peoples of the earth may know that the Lord's hand is strong and so that you may always fear, so that you may always have a reverence and awe of 
God. You know what? You know what God doesn't command us to do? He doesn't command us to grumble at our circumstances. You know why? Grumbling comes natural. Even to the most positive of people, grumbling, just that, that's just something that comes out of our, our sinful nature. What God does command us to do, though, is to have these memorial, these, these thanksgiving stones, so that they will be a testimony to the power of God. Listen, I'm telling you, you can, when you begin to take this inventory and you begin to remember and you begin to have this childlike prayer, oh God, I thank you for when I was 10 years old and I accepted you as my Lord and Savior. Oh God, I am thankful when I was 15 years old and I would randomly dial people on my phone, like, like literally dial, like I know y'all don't, like, I would, it's a true story, I would literally, I would, I would go to my room, I had a phone in my room, and, and I would just random call people and tell them about Jesus. And I, I mean, God showed Himself faithful. God, God gave me the strength, God gave me the, uh, the courage to do that. And there's, there, listen, those, those are stories that we can remember that God's faithfulness and they can be an incredible testimony. I could go on and on and on and on. Oh, there's just... Oh, there's so many stories and I don't have enough time to tell you. But I, oh, I hope that you will do this. Thanksgiving stones give us a strong, strong Christian witness. When we have an opportunity to share with someone who is wringing their hands over worry, who is, who is stressed to the max over what is going on. Man, when, 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 when someone who is, who's raised kids and you have, you have a house full of grandkids and, you, and, you, and you're, you're talking to this young couple that has this little to- toddler and you can tell them, oh, it's going to be okay. Oh, God's going to give you strength. Oh, God's going to help you. Oh, what an incredible witness that is. It's not... Listen, there's times that we ought to be telling people about Jesus, but there are daily opportunities that we can tell Him, tell others that we're with about His faithfulness. We can be a powerful Christian witness. You know, um, just as trophies, rewards, are a testimony to our achievements and our hobbies or our extracurricular activities. Thanksgiving stones are testimonies to the compassionate power of God in our lives. They're trophies. They're spiritual markers. They're rewards, if you will, that we can point others to and give them strength. Oh, listen, there's a lot of benefit to having these Thanksgiving stones. Let me give you one more. When we become stone stackers, we are least prone to become stone throwers. Let me say that again. When we become stone stackers, we are least prone to become stone Throwers, you know the stone throwers, they're people who are they're upset about life and its treatment. 
They're cynical about the outcome of life's situation. They're hostile about the occurrences of life. I don't know if you heard about the two men at the turn of the 19th century. They're standing, they're standing in the center of town and there's this, this big locomotive engine, this, this, this massive chunk of steel. The two men look at each other and they're thinking, look at how much that weighs. There's no possible way that thing will get down the tracks. It's impossible. Then all of a sudden, the water begins to boil. The steam begins to be released. And the wheels begin to turn. And, and the two men are just like, it's, it'll never move. It'll, it'll never be able to go down the tracks. It's, it's absolutely impossible for, 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 for water to turn to steam and be able to move this locomotive. It's impossible. The longer they stand there and the longer they begin to say how impossible it is for this train to move. The train begins to move. And it begins to run down the tracks. One man looks at the other and he says, well, they might have got it started, but they'll never get it stopped. <laughs> stone throwers are never stone stackers. And we have an opportunity to be stone stackers so that we can be thankful, so that we can have courage, so that we can have a powerful witness to those that God puts around us. You know, sometimes, sometimes our life gets really twisted up. Sometimes our life gets really out of sorts. It gets really just fragmented. It's just crazy, right? And I believe the one thing that can untwist the knot faster than anything else, that can bring it all back together, is when we are thankful. Dear God, thank You for the forks. Thank You for the spoons. Thank You for the food. Being thankful for those things that we have just taken for granted. And it begins to untwist the knots. It begins to remind us of the faithfulness of God. Oh, I hope this morning, if you are here, you have one thankful stone. But if not, don't leave until you do. You can meet Jesus Christ and it will be the greatest, the greatest thankful stone that you'll ever have. Give your life to Him today and live a life of being thankful. Thank you for joining us for worship at FBC Farwell. If you made a decision for Christ, please let us know by contacting Pastor Russ at russ at fbcfarwell.org. We would love to connect with you and walk alongside you in your faith journey. We have some great resources to send you that will help you grow in your faith. As we close, I want to say thank you for listening today. If God leads you to give to the ministry of FBC Farwell, you can text FBC Farwell to the number 77977. Thank you for your generosity.